0: She said it better than I can, but I'll say it
1: again
2: 5435.
3: Each weekday, a member of the community is invited to coffee at KYUK to discuss news and information relevant to Bethel and the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. Coffee at KYUK is where our community... Surprising. Why is it
1: surprising?
0: Well, we were expecting to see a whole lot of ice and then we didn't find it this morning. The mighty Kuskokwim River is always uh, uh, full of surprises. We can guesstimate what the river is going to do all we want, you know, but it always do something more than uh, what we expected, so I just take it.
4: Good morning. Good um,
2: morning.
3: I don't know KYUK's Fish Talk is returning for a special episode. Thursday morning, join us for a two hour call-in show in Yupik and English. We want to hear how has the fishing been for you this season? What new things are you trying? And how are regulations changing the way you fish? Join the conversation by calling in this Thursday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur, and I'll be co-hosting with Peter Acheck. Peter Acheck will also translate. Join us.
1: Welcome back to In Your Ears for 50 Years. I'm Gabby Salgado. KYUK is celebrating 50 years on the airwaves with this podcast, where we dive into the different sides of KYUK throughout the years. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. If you've been following along since the beginning of the series, you know that KYUK is the longest-running, native-owned, bilingual radio station in the country, and we are here to celebrate its history. Before we get into our topic for today, I just wanted to remind people to rate, review, and subscribe to this show. New episodes coming out every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and streaming on KYUK, 640 AM. From shows like TalkLine, Yuk, and kedvakluku to Fish Talk, River Watch, and K300 race coverage, KYUK has been filling the airwaves with the voices of the people for 50 years. On May 13, 1971, KYUK first went live. Today, we are able to bring talk shows, weather updates, live event coverage, and so much more to this region. This week, we will hear from Jojo Prince, a former radio DJ who has been involved with KYUK since the mid-90s, Ribo Shore, a former volunteer coordinator and radio personality who, despite not living in Bethel anymore, comes up for every K300. And Diane McCachran, the current host of KYUK's flagship show, TalkLine. They touch on what brought them into radio, what it was like creating a community through radio, and what keeps them coming back even after leaving this station.
0: I'm Jojo Prince. I'm from here in Bethel. Born and raised. And I've been here all my life. A volunteer asked me to come volunteer with him I forgot who it was. It's been so long. But once I found out you could have fun playing music on there for everybody that you like and you know what people, other people like, that's how I became a volunteer DJ.
1: What shows did you DJ? Or was there like a specific, like, this is the Jojo Prince show? Geezer Rock. Gieser Every Rock. Every
0: Friday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. was the best time for the radio for me. It was all classic rock from the 60s and 70s and of course now 80s is considered classic rock which is kind of a i'm young i'm not i'm old but i'm not that you know not that old and 80s music will always be 80s music it's not classic rock and yeah what's one was one hour and like on sundays we'd have a free a free time in the afternoon play whatever you want to play, and that was always fun, too. Pete on Twitch will turn around, sitting in with you on KYUK's Geezer Rock. I remember Bobby Gwynn singing this song at the Cowan Hut.
1: But stop away, she's there, I say, my umbrella.
0: And then I got more involved with programming as a volunteer. And this was when Janelle Johnson was a general manager. I started when she was here, and when she left, I was working part time. Ron, I forgot our general manager's name. He passed away. Um, his no. name was Ron. Ron Dougherty? Right, yeah, yeah, Ron Dowerty. Yeah, he hired me as a part time on call DJ, and for a long time, I was working full time hours. And so it's like, okay, I'm working all these hours, but I'm only part time. um, Hire me or I will quit. So I was hired full time back in the day.
1: And his responsibilities continued to grow, including station IDs. One of the legal requirements for radio stations is to identify their call letters and city of license every hour on the hour. Jojo made sure KYUK's IDs sounded local. And unique.
0: We did the PSAs. We made station IDs. I came up with the idea with some people from businesses around the Bethel and around the Delta with Delta people. You know, with their voices, where they're from, and that's where we got the 20-second IDs from many years ago.
1: This is Justina Wilson in Scammon Bay. We listen to KYUK 640 AM in Bethel, Alaska, carried on KCUK 88.1 FM in Chivak and 91.9 FM in Anya. I feel like for every radio DJ that comes through KYUK, everyone knows them and there's like such a community around that. So can you tell me what it was like building out that community? It was people know Jojo Prince on the air, like when you're on the air people remember, and people are excited. So what was it like to create that world?
0: It was fun. I mean, my phone the phone number is here, or the phone lines are busy here for requests, and I'd play them, but I wouldn't say who the request is for. I just play the music, and I'd get phone calls back saying, hey, thank you, that was great. And I think everybody likes hearing a familiar voice every day. And to this day, I still get asked by people in the community to come back to work for KYK. And it sounds like a fun thing to do, but you know, it changes, it changes over the years. I don't know much about computers. And I was I was here when we spun de- or we spun records and CDs here for the music, not automation. So we'd have real big, long walls of CDs here at our disposal and my own CDs. So everybody would call in when I was on the air.
1: What, what was your favorite thing about being a, a DJ or just working at the station in general?
0: The team here we had back in the 90s and early 2000s was great. Everybody got along for the most part, and it was a smooth operation. It was fun. It was a, it was a fun job to come to every day. And of course, I was one of the DJs that knew everybody's name that called in the birthday line. So they'd say, hi, Jojo, and I'd say their name back. And everybody liked that, enjoyed it, and it was a fun half hour. KYK is important to the Delta. Of course, I said everybody listens to it in the villages and the fish camps and when they're putting their fish away, and, I mean, it's publicly supported. It's it's brought to us by you and I and the public, so it's their radio station, and it's important to keep it around for a long time. Another 50 years.
1: Another 50 years. Exactly. Well, oh, so much, so much to do in another 50 years.
0: Yeah, this building brings a lot of memories. So when I come in, come in here every time, it's like I'm home again.
2: Nine thirty-four. You're listening to six forty a.m. K Y U K. Great and uh, great stories happening here. As we're gonna send you down now live to the finish line of the Bogus Creek one fifty with Angela and Utmuk. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Utmuk.
1: Good morning, Raybo. We are here at the Bogus Creek.
2: Yeah, my name is Rybo Shore. Um, I currently live in Antrim County, Michigan, which is, if you pull out your handy Michigan map, up here. Um, so, yeah, Ribo Shore from Antrim County, Michigan.
1: Rybo Shore and I met on Zoom. He introduced himself, as many people from Michigan do, by showing me the palm of his hand and pointing to his region. He joined the KYUK team after JoJo, but in a similar fashion, first as a volunteer, then becoming a full-time staff member, wearing many hats.
2: I came on, I believe it was in the fall of 2010 as a volunteer, and then um, in official paid capacity in 2011. Uh, kind of late summer of 2011. I worked in the radio department. Um, I started off as volunteer coordinator um it was my very first job title um like i said i started as a volunteer and then um applied for a job opening um came back to michigan for the summer um and then i I showed up at the radio station to do my um my volunteer show and the station manager at the time was like hey we've been trying to get a hold of you we want to hire you and i was like all right let's hire me (laughs) um so that's basically how that went um, and like I said, started off as volunteer coordinator, um, which I'm sure as you know, and everyone else who's ever worked for or volunteered for the station knows it's not just, you know, volunteer coordinator, you're, you're on air, you're doing a little bit of everything. Um, and then that sh- kind of just shifted into, you know, they would give me more and more tasks to do with and just kept adding titles to my name. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, volunteer coordinator, a little, you know, um, did some programming, obviously, basically did everything but the news. And sometimes when the news was short-staffed, I'd have to read the news. So, you know, in the radio department, you name it, we did it, called basketball games. We called wrestling matches. We did whatever it took to keep sound on air, just keep noise coming out of that that speaker at everyone's home and in their cars and wherever they might have been.
1: And similar to JoJo and many DJs before, Ribo continued the KYUK tradition of building community through radio and finding a home through the KYUK airwaves.
2: Um, I mean, it's not just KYUK, and I'm sure everyone says this, but it's because it's the truth. It's the people in the YK Delta. There's not a more welcoming, you know, what's mine is yours. Have, you know, have, have some, you know, I brought, have some. I mean, that's literally the best way to describe that. Um, The people are great, Um, more so on, you know, working for the radio station. Um, I like to perform. So it was a chance to just, if I wanted to be myself, I could be. If I wanted to just be a different character for a moment, I could be. And um, basically, I was enthusiastic. So they kind of just let me be a goofball for a few years before I really kind of, you know, somewhat matured into uh, a better radio host. Um, my technical skills were there and there, you know, I was able to sharpen them, but um, no, just, I love KYK cause they, you know, it was kind of just have a good time. Don't let dead air happen, you know, keep it family friendly and keep people entertained, you know, and that was a great thing for me, especially at that age, you know, kind of able to blossom into, like I said, a real adult. And, um, and it was a great way to, to learn new radio equipment because, I would just test things and not the way you should test things. You know, I was like, what happens when I push this and you, the result is instant. It's going to be good or it's going to be bad. And when it's bad, you know, just tell the truth. Whoops. I pushed a button. I didn't know what it did, but now I know what it does. Thanks for tuning into KYUK. You know, I'm ribo more of what should be going on in the air now. Um, and then, you know, I, like I said, technical skills a bit. I just, I love KYUK cause they gave me all the breaks in the world and it felt like home and just you know you'd see people around town at the store and that just gratification that they would give you just for doing your job you know but um and it's just great because you know the community and the radio station are one and where i'm living now that's i mean there's a college radio station around here um which i do you know i donate to but it's not even close to the same that communal connection that's just absolutely tied to and absorbed by the radio station is, is amazing. And it's, it's hard to explain to people how important public media is to that region when you don't live in that region. Um, So just being a part of that super important entity that is, you know, emergency services, it's, you know, so-and-so call your brother. It's everything from the tiniest thing to, you know, I, I lost my keys to, you know, Hey, there's an emergency on the way. So it's, it's the lifeline to i believe everything in in the yk delta. Now that's biased but i stand by it. For me it's all in tone and how you talk to the listener. Um, and you have for me it was you know it's like talking to a person. You know when i'm talking in the mic i'm not i don't think about like i'm talking to a humongous amount of people in a bunch of different communities throughout the YK Delta and beyond with all the repeaters and on the internet. But I like to think of it as, you know, John active sitting across the booth from me and I'm talking to John and John represents everyone that's listening, whether John is in the studio or not, you know, and to this day, I think I'll still do the same thing. John's obviously not going to be there anymore, but that's kind of how I treat it. Talk like you're talking to a friend. A lot of my literally blood, sweat, and tears, you know, have gone into attempting to make good radio. And, you know, and it goes beyond that, you know, the website, helping out with video, I mean, the whole thing. But the community and KYUK are one. It's it's the lifeline to information, you know. If the internet is flaky at best a lot of times, you know. And you know what's always going to be on is – something coming out of 640 AM or 90.3 FM, you know, you, I mean, almost guaranteed unless there's some major catastrophe. Um And I just, it feels like it's the first place the community turns. Of course now some social media. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of ways for, you know, the community to interact on social media, but it's just not the same. You know, there's like, you know, talk line, birthday line. I mean, you, you don't get that anywhere else. And it's just, I just love that, um, you know, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, it's a symbiotic relationship between the two, you know, the, the the radio station clearly needs its listeners and its supporters and supporters and listeners need the radio and people who don't know they need the radio at some point. Are gonna need, and I say radio, and that's again because I worked in the radio department. But it's not just radio; it's it's everything about KYUK. But little do you know how badly you need KYUK till you need it. And KYUK has always got the community's back. It's, I mean, that's a number one. Take care of the community. Hello.
4: Everyone, welcome to another edition of Talk Line. This is Diane McGachran, and you are whoever you are, way out in the YK Delta and beyond, including Bethel. And I was out last week, so I'm sorry I missed the show, but I'm back, ready, willing and able to take your calls and your emails. Um, our numbers here are 543-5985, 543-2756.
1: Rybo Shore, Jojo Prince, even myself and countless KYUK staff members have helped run the soundboard for TalkLine, KYUK's flagship show that airs every Friday at 10 a.m. But it's always been hosted by volunteers from the community. Our current host has held the volunteer position for over 10 years, and her name is Diane McAchran.
4: My name is Diane Marie McAchran, and I'm a volunteer for TalkLine hosting, every Friday. And then I also work with Esther Green, a Yupik elder, and we do a show together called Ikayutut, And that's every, that's once a month.
1: Diane joined as a new host after TalkLine took a short hiatus. Over the years, she's seen co-hosts come and go, but she's remained a KYUK staple.
4: Well, they went, I don't know the whole backstory, but the, the Talk sh- TalkLine had been suspended for a little bit. And then they were looking to revamp it and have it come back on air. So one of the faculty at KUC was, I think he was going to do hosting and then Shane asked if I would like to host. So I co-hosted with Zach and then Zach left and it was myself and Joe Moses. And then Joe left and it was myself and Peter. Atchuk. He left probably temporarily. He'll come back, and then um, it's been me for the last year. I love Talkline because it goes all over the for the YK Delta and beyond. We've had calls from England and Missouri and Massachusetts, uh, so we've had different people who have relocated, or probably my friends and family <laughs> who have called in. But mainly, it's for the YK Delta, and people call in about anything and periodically we have people send in a poem and I read that or it can be about fish or cabs or what's current like COVID kind of information. Um, People call in with announcements and then what I really like is we have regular callers like we have I guess I won't go into specific names but um, like we have a caller that calls in and tells a joke and we have a caller that calls in and does a greeting from Chivac, and we have um, yeah different uh, callers that call in with their different stories and growing up I used to listen to talk radio a lot and one of the fun things was the regular callers like you you would listen and you go oh there's that guy again who's going to talk about The weather in some weird place in the globe, okay, great. And we listen to the guy say, well, the weather today in Australia. No, at the time I lived in California. Um, So that was really fun. So I like that we have like regulars and then we have probably every week we have a couple of people that have never called in before and they call in, all ages. We have, I think we have more women now that call in than when I used to first listen to it long time ago. So it's a good mix.
1: Despite having some regular callers, she never really knows what to expect or what will come next. Each caller gets to pick their own topic, but she's always there to try and better understand the person on the other end of the line, to listen, to connect.
4: Well, I like, like every call is different. And then I like for myself as a hostess, I like to I pay really close attention to the caller and then I try to like find a way to make some tiny connection with that caller either in how I respond or if I ask a follow-up question. I mean my role isn't really to do a lot of talking but I do try to have that because I think it lets everyone kind of feel like we're all hanging out in the living room and it gives people kind of that personal touch. So I try to just get a little connection with each person. And, you know, sometimes people call, they have something very emotional and they break down and start crying. And um, and I really feel like it's important that I respond in a good way to that in a way that would be helpful to anyone who's listening and feeling the same way as this person. And I try to make those connections. And I, I so I really enjoy doing that.
1: Yeah, I've seen some of those, like uh, when... Wilson called in a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I almost started crying. I know. I get choked up. Yeah. But uh, you do like a really good job at like, <laughs> keeping keeping people on a right a good path and also like comforting people. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there's... And there's a way you have to do
4: it because it's radio. So we can't spend a long time on this. So whatever I say has to... But I want to be authentic. So I really mean what I say when I... You know, reach out to people or try to make the connection.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's such a community around Talkline, right? Right. Uh, John Nick is calling in. Before, oh, that's yes. Before you even
4: start saying anything, right? And, he's our first, and he likes to be our first caller. And See, that's another. Know he's going to be the first. Exactly. Caller. So that's like an example of like the when you have like your regulars like that, it's really awesome. And I don't feel like it's tipped the scale to be unbalanced at this point. So. Um, so yeah, I think it goes back to, um, being genuinely interested in whoever calls and whatever they're talking about, even if it's something I don't agree with, I want to hear how they describe their point of view and then making, responding in a way, and it has to be quick, but responding in a way that's connected, I think helps other people then feel connected and, uh, having a good sense of humor you got to be able to, like, put a few zingers in there now and then. (laughs) So you have a good humor, and then I've been a part of the community for a long time, so I'm familiar with what people bring, and so I think that helps uh, just have that familiarity.
1: For over a decade, Diane has taken thousands of calls each and every Friday, creating a safe space for people to share their thoughts, opinions, and come together over the airwaves.
4: Well, you know, it's consistent. It, um, you know, it used to be just an hour, and then we extended it to 90 minutes. Um, equal access, anyone can call in. Um, you know, in the old days when they had VHF, that was the way people would listen in. Well, sometimes they heard things, <laughs> a lot of things happen on the VHF. But, so this is kind of takes a little bit of that place, place of that, where, you can still hear from people and um, and relate to everything that, you know, relate to what they're saying. And because it's a, remote, you know, rural place with villages flung out all over the place. So anything, be it talk line or other radio shows or other ways that we kind of keep everyone connected, and this is one way, a, a really great way to do that, I think that helps too. And that's why I think it's important because people do crave that sense of connection to other people. And um, so I think this serves that purpose.
1: This episode of In Your Ears for 50 Years was hosted by Gabby Salgado. Producers for In Your Ears for 50 Years are Kristen Hall, Johanna Yerick, and Gabby Salgado. Our theme music was performed by Bethy Whalen, Lisa Whalen, and Andy Angsman of the band Blue Whalen. If you've missed an episode, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or NPR One. You can also find every episode on kyuk.org. Join us next week for a look at the history and the importance of bilingual broadcasting with Cecilia Martz, Trim Nick, and Julia Jimmy.